Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Hello, and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with. I'm a little, I'm a little hype. Uh, what's, what's good, Tucson? You know, today was a day, Shelby. Today was one of those days. Just one of them days. As an Arizona Wildcat that we all go through. That that means that it's bad, and we don't Uh, all go through it. We we're we're singing it ironically because it was such a good day. The day started with a flag football game by Brielle. Did no, 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 no. Run it back a little bit. The day started with waking up to Dwayne Aquino's awesome oh, tweets. Oh, okay. So the day started by... Uh, <laughs> no, actually. The day started... We're going to go through the day and then we'll get to the stuff because this has been a day. The day started with Bobby Wade's hire. That's true. Okay. Step one. Which we knew about last night. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're not mm-hmm. going to break it on a Saturday. Nope. They, they broke did. it on a Saturday. Like, crack it uh, on. Right. Then Dwayne Aquino says, you know what? I'm going to spike this football right now, and I'm... Reposting you. Reposting, retweeting me, me and Dwayne, besties forever now. Going at Jed. By the way, Dwayne Aquina has 47 tweets since, and they all just get more fire. He's he's fired up today. Mike, I'm not here to accuse anyone, but doesn't it almost feel just by the amount that Dwayne's tweeting that, like, Jed told him not to tweet? Yeah, like, you better you better not do it. Like, the best tweet, like, as we record this 20 minutes ago, he tweeted, he basically, like, tweeted at Prysock and Takario Davis to come back. It's like, what? <laughs> um, which is awesome. Which Don't is great. And then we went to flag football. We got to flag and, football. And uh, in the middle of flag football, or right before flag football, the Arizona dropped that video of the three defensive players. Yes, Dalton Johnson, mm-hmm. Gunnar Maldonado, Trade on Stukes, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, okay. Okay, right. okay. So then we're, we're at Flex Football. That's a crafted video. Uh, then I was a big baller because I opened my trunk and a box of White Claws that I had for Shelby opened. So everyone at the park thought I was an alcoholic <laughs> because I just had a uh, trunk filled with White Claws. That was my Christmas present. Right. And then uh, the game didn't go too great, but Brielle played well. Um, and then went to the basketball game. Mm-hmm. Jason left early. I stayed with the girls. A couple things happened at the basketball game. Just, you know, your normal... Players coming back, 19-point comeback. Uh, ben Matherin and all the Pacers were there. Um, then after that, we have uh, more coaching news. Or no, during the game, more coaching news. I uh, just call him Ken, Big Ken, mm-hmm. getting hired by San Jose State. Mm-hmm. That's going to have dominoes on Arizona. We should be able to get a couple assistants from San Jose State freed up now. Boom. Duke just lost. It was, I mean, uh, also something else happened there. Uh there was another announcement coming back. Speedy Luke. Speedy Luke's coming back. By the way, you're going to see uh, Jacob Manu. Jacob Manu. Sorry, Jacob Manu. You're going to see a lot of announcements here probably in the next 48, 72 hours of guys coming back. People are saying, oh, is this guy coming back? Look, I mean, I know this is stressful to Arizona fans, but if a guy doesn't announce he's leaving or doesn't enter the transfer portal, he's he's coming back. And everyone's going to get the big hype video. <laughs> like, like, you're not going to see, like... 
My boy Tyler Loop, who I'm pretty sure is coming back. You know what? Tyler Loop should get one. I know, but he's a goat. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not going to see Tyler Loop kicking four field goals, and then he's like, "My leg is back." Like, it's just not every guy. (laughs) Um. Also, um. Uh, shout out day. to Humberto Lopez, man, going yeah. right at Jed Fish. That was great. Such a good day. I just bought, I just bought Brielle uh, Starbucks at eight o'clock. We at all night. got Starbucks. Like we said, genius. screw it. We went to, we had really good dinner. Texas Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. Our older daughter. I did not go to the game because uh, one kid was in flag football, and the other one needed to get ready for her winter formal. So um, it was a crazy day, but let's get to the day. We kind of recapped everything a little bit, but before we begin, we do have a message from our awesome sponsor. Happy anniversary, by the way, Andre and Emily. You guys are awesome. Um, Which one should I read here? Investing should be easy. Buy low and sell high, but what seems simple can get tricky in a complex field. It is too easy to encounter pitfalls in the investment space. But seeking professional advice can help you reach your goals. At Longview Insurance and Investments, we're your local professionals based right here in Tucson. Let us help you create a personalized investment portfolio that reflects your unique risk tolerance, time horizon, and goals. Visit our website at www.longviewinsuranceandinvestments.com to learn moss. Boom. Done. Um, okay, so we actually have questions today. Dwayne Aquino just tweeted again. What did he say? Let's go speed kills. Another huge get for Speedy Luke. Dude, Dwayne Aquino's like... He's on one today. I, I love it. I, was good, I love good, it. I thought I was a good twatter, but obviously Dwayne Aquino's the best twatter out there. Bef- also, before we like get to the formal Tweeter questions, twatter. I'm going to get my section out. I know you have a obligation to say this as well uh, for Mike. But uh, shout out to Dave Hickey, oh Arizona athletic director, um, coming up big this week. I know that I'm. If we all felt betrayed by Jed Fish, obviously Humberto Lopez felt betrayed by Jed Fish. I know that uh, Dave Hickey probably of anyone probably had some moments that were pretty dark, um, and he literally moved on and he has pulled out a coup and i don't think necessarily that all the polynesian players and everybody stayed just because of dave but you know the, from the hire and then brennan coming in and being awesome and getting akina back like it's just like all the dominoes started with dave big dave so everybody make sure when you see dave he you say back the dave because he did a great job with this hire and uh everything's starting to Turntables have turned from a week ago. There you go, Dave. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like Dave. He's a good guy. So, um, all right. Well, let's start with the big event of the day. Take us through the Noah Fafita and T Mac decision that we may or may not have known about, like, you know, we've known days ago. Days ago. Um, when it would, well, we knew for we knew. days that it would happen. Blair, my guy Blair Angulo. Uh, posted it on our board days ago, and I said he'd be untouchable, so he's funny. He tweeted to get, again, he goes, hey, Sheer, what does exactly untouchable in Tucson mean? And I said it, it literally means you get free Sonoran dogs whenever you visit. Forever! Um, so we knew why the, the date was a little fluid. Um, but things started building, and then they said, you know what, we're going to do it today at the first media timeout. Um, I had heard there was a video 
A couple other people heard his video. Shout out Greg Biggins for being the only one to get quotes from Noah Fafita's dad. Less. Big less. Big less. Uh, the thing that actually surprised me was like, I thought it was just going to be a video with T-Mac, Noah, and Jacob Manu. Jacob Manu's video came out later um, by himself. And there's other guys that were in the video implication. But the big thing was... Uh, like, it was the whole team. The, ho- the whole team. Like, did you guys see Justin Flo? My boy, Justin <laughs> It was really, it was seriously any guy that wasn't in the portal or on a visit elsewhere uh, was on the court. It was really. It was really... awesome. Yeah, what was funny is Brennan went on the court, but he was here with a couple assistants, and I don't want to kind of steal their spotlight. Um, if you if you subscribe to WildcatAuthority.com, you'll probably know who they are. But they didn't come out. They just, like, sat in their seats for the entire game, and I don't think anyone realized who they were. Because they were just wearing Arizona sweatshirts, acting normal. Uh, I will say that about this coaching staff, like they're a bunch of down-to-earth dudes. Like they, like how about this? Brent Brennan is hired as the head coach of Arizona, and he's at like Frog and Frickin' the day after. Like no, like you'll never see Jed on University. Tommy, you'll probably wouldn't see at University. He goes to Bob Dobbs once in a while, places like that. But they're just a bunch of down-to-earth dudes. Um, the one thing I, I actually didn't know that Les told Biggins, which is pretty interesting, is that had they not gone to Arizona, it would not have been Washington. It would not have been it Washington. It would have been Alabama with Kalen DeBoer. And Ooh. the reason that's funny is because Kalen DeBoer is the guy that Jed Fish replaced. Um, so that was really interesting that Washington was not in the picture. Mm. Um, yeah. By the way, people say, isn't that tampering all that? So let me just clear this up. There's tampering, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. There's tampering in the sense where you may have coaches from other schools calling players that they used to work with, and it's it's kind of an ugly situation. It is not tampering per se if a coach were to call a parent or a coach of a college team calls a seven-on-seven or a high school coach and says, hey, can you have this kid call me? You'll, you're never like, getting in trouble It's a little bit that. of a different... It's like sniffing around versus so, like straight up having someone so call like the kid. So if, if a parent gets on the phone and calls Kaylin DeBoer at Alabama, that's, that's not tampering. The parent called him, right? So that's how you get around it. Now, there is tampering going around where you go directly to a committed player and you say, here's a check, and... Maybe you don't bring a coach with you to your your new spot right away, and he tampers a little bit that way. Um, so there's tampering in that regard. But yeah, and by the way, who's enforcing this? Oh, boo hoo! Um, yeah, it's it's the wild west. And, and look, I don't want to. That's a whole separate podcast. But there needs to be regulations on NIL. There needs to be a cap of some sort. I think it needs to be public. Personally, like there needs to be a a, a file or somehow something like that um, to kind of get everything out there uh but yeah you as know, of this moment that is not happening that's a whole different argument but so i never based on what i know and the people i talk to and stuff like that and shelby will attest to this at no point was i prepared for them to leave Mm-mm. i think it was always a lean to returning uh what's impressive here by brent brennan and the recruiting job that he did on that group Fafita and T-Mac and all that is they really do not know who the offensive coordinator is I have asked now maybe Brent Brennan has hinted at the style maybe he's dropped a couple hints as to the names but 
Um, unless I'm being lied to by multiple parties, Arizona does not have its offensive coordinator yet. That could change in a heartbeat. You know, that's just how things work. But um, people always ask, like, why does it take so long to hire coordinators? It, it takes long to hire coordinators, long being a week, and <laughs> which isn't long. Uh, but everywhere, like, Jed doesn't have a defensive coordinator yet, for instance, right. at Washington. So um, I expect those hires to come. But And I, I work for a government entity, and I can attest, like, I think everybody forgets that Arizona is a technically a state of Arizona entity. It takes forever. It takes forever to do anything. So it's really not surprising. I, I would expect <laughs> um, for sure coaching. Sorry, I'm dying. Multiple coaching announcements this week. For sure. I would be shocked um, earlier in the week too. But yeah, I mean, again, just to sum up the decision itself, I never really got the vibe that they were leaving. It was just a matter of hearing about, making sure the relationship and credit to Brent Brennan because that was the first thing if, if you read the interview I did on the website um, he said roster attention was the only thing he was focused on at this point and he was meeting with these guys individually it's their family he has spent a ton of time with these kids as much as possible getting just getting to know them like not even talking football yeah. just being like here I am as a human being and, and well, clearly that paid off Lev had a tweet today somewhere in all of the craziness where he's I think it was Lev said that he spent most of Thursday with a, like a ton of kids, and they did not talk about football. He didn't put any pressure on anybody. It was literally just a hang. And I think that that probably was really impressive to everybody. And, and it's like, it's if you meet, if you ever get the the pleasure of meeting Brennan, like when like, I... Like you? Well, that's what I was saying. Like when I interviewed him, we started our interview by not talking football, and we ended our interview by not talking football. It had nothing, like our conversations was about his son and our first conversation was about mutual friends we have. And it's like, well, shit, I guess I need to do my job now, but uh, very easy laid back to talk to. And I, and I think it's, it's going to be a different vibe from him in a, in a good way. Didn't we were talking in the car yesterday and I said, he kind of reminds me of Pete Carroll, like yeah. just vibe wise, just like that California. I typed that on the website and it came off as Peter Carroll. And someone goes, sure, you're so distinguished, but I didn't change it. Cause Peter <laughs> Carroll sounds funny. Sir Peter Carroll. Um, all right. Well, what impact do you think that like their return, T Mac and Fifita, has on others? Well, did you see how many guys were on the court? I did. I think that pretty much answers your question. Sums that. Well, you wrote the question, Look, dude. At the end of the day, well, yeah, because of this reason, there's going to be some guys that leave no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, Tia Savea is very close to Johnny Nansen. He is on an official visit to Texas this weekend. I would fully expect him to go. And I want to be very clear here, right? Don't diss these kids for what they do. Yeah, don't do any nasty memes. Right, like don't Tia Savea is very close to Johnny Nansen. If he goes to Texas, that's awesome for him. Seriously, um, and he's very, Jonah. he's very well like Jonah Coleman is going to wind up at Washington. Um, it's going to be a little interesting if Arizona brings in Alonzo Carter because I believe Zoe and Jonah Coleman know each other, but it'll probably be too late at that moment because look, Scotty Graham and Jonah are very close. Of course, and so if Jonah goes to Washington, so be it. And Jonah's got a unique family situation as well. Make that money. Um, there's going to be guys that still wind up. There are also a couple guys in the portal that could very well withdraw. Keon Burnett seems, if everyone's coming back, a new head coach that likes using the tight ends. Uh, I believe Brent Brendan already has his tight ends coach, and it'll be announced early in the week. I believe he's bringing the one from San Jose State. Younger guy, kind of an up up-and-coming riser. If Burnett likes him, does he come out of the portal? Yeah, I think there's a good shot. Um, Dakario Davis 
is going to have some conversations. I think that is a legit possibility. Prysock, probably up in the air a little bit. Um, but there are guys in the portal. Uh, Isaiah Ward's uncle is Bobby Wagner, who is a Seattle Seahawk. Mm. Um, Anthony Ward is in the portal. Isaiah has not entered yet. Maybe they, uh, I've heard that Isaiah is impressed with Brent Brandon. Maybe they convince him and Anthony Ward comes back. Because remember, Anthony Ward was also a walk-on. So um, maybe he just wants to play and go somewhere with a scholarship. But I was not exaggerating when I said, if Noah Fafita didn't return to Arizona, it was going to get ugly. I had multiple players basically tell me that they were very upset about Nansen and all that. And I think Brent Brennan did a fantastic job of explaining everything. Um, those players have reached out to me in the past 48 hours or so and said, I'm staying. Um, newcomers, whatever it may be. And, you know, I, I love Johnny. Like, I, I respect Johnny and all that. But that's also one of the reasons why you kind of just need to make the best hire possible and roll with the punches a little bit if they come. If Arizona retains the team, which they do, and they hire Brent Brennan, no offense to Johnny, he could very well be a head coach, good head coach, but it's a different, it's a different animal. Right. Um, so Arizona's still going to lose some guys. Like, don't be shocked if on Monday a few more guys enter the portal. But I think the ones that I'm trying to say this nicely, I think the the core of this team and the guys that really made it the most successful are coming back. Um, at least Magus and Tommy is coming back. Josh Baker's coming back. Speedy Luke is coming back. Kevin Green was stoked about the Bobby Wade hire. Um, the newcomers, Brandon Phelps, uh, Dylan Tapley, know Bobby Wade. He was in the ASU offensive analyst. He coached at high schools in Phoenix. So, like, Bobby Wade has good relationships with a lot of these Phoenix kids. And we'll get to that coaching stuff next week. But, um, you know, you're going to see dudes that are legitimately – I'm coming back. Like, we're seeing little graphics. Shout out to the graphics guys, by the way. They're just, oh, my God. They, they're just shitting out videos. They, I feel like one thing that's really underrated, especially, I think this goes back to, like, Rich Rod era, is really that videography team. And they're really good at, like, training the next videographer, you know, the team behind them. So every year someone graduates, it just gets better and better. It's just, it's insane. Some of the videos that they put out and they continue to put out. Jed's trying to take them, too, by the way. Of course he is. <laughs> Jed's trying to take everything. Dude, I'm getting serious with Jed. Like, he, from what I understand, he's basically given a blank check and say, come get who you want. And the fact that he's getting thwarted is great. Well, with, with like, coaches, though, he got Yeah, that's but, true. You know. He got, but, he got who he wanted. Um, Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it kind of is what it is. But, again, like, really just fun day. We're going to move on to the basketball game. But the football stuff is, it's only going to get more fun this upcoming week with coaching stuff and more returns and, I'm just saying, like, don't. Well, and also, if Jed had stayed, there were going to be portal movements yeah. anyway. Like, people were going to leave, you know, move on, coming in and out. And then there's also the chance of, like, who – the exciting part to me is, like, who is Brent Brennan going to be getting now? Well, that's also, like, so it's a dead – I know we're getting – Technically dead period. Dead. I know we're getting deep into the woods here. But starting on February 3rd, it's a dead period. Next week's the last – Visit weekend, I believe. So does Brent Brennan bring in anyone somehow in a week um, for visits and try to get commitments? Does he wait until March, you know, early March and start spring ball later? Like, he's got a lot of stuff he has to decide. But it's not like Arizona's so depleted right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's only lost. Like three years ago. Right. It's only lost like nine guys. And I know that sounds silly, but you're also bringing in some freshmen. I, I think Arizona will be fine. But 
I'm just saying, like, business is, is picking up, and uh, it's a great time to join WildcatAuthority.com. Um, okay, last mo- last thought on this. By the way, 60% off ends today, Sunday. Perfect. Okay, go ahead, sorry. Um, just all of us understand this, and I think it'll be something that'll last the test of time. This is an unprecedented move in this corporate America world that we live in. And my favorite thing today is, like, we I showed Jason a tweet, and I'm sure everyone saw it, or some... I think University of Washington, I think Jed Fish might have retweeted it. it, was like, you know, come to Seattle. It was like showing all the businesses there. And I was like, this is literally the story that, that we're telling here is like, you know, millions and millions of dollars that Jed Fish left for um, versus staying for loyalty. And, and it's not that Humberto Lopez and, and the NIL collective aren't taking care of these kids. They're taking care of them more than they were under Jed Fish. But I, I think that it's something to be said for like, this being like a really, truly special, um, unprecedented moment, not just in Arizona history, like college football in general. Like, I think this is going to have a big impact in showing that it's not always, this is not always about what these kids want. If there is something to be said about culture, there is something to be said about the family and that feeling, the feeling, how do, how does this make me feel? Like I feel good going to practice every day. I have a coach that loves me and doesn't make me feel like shit. That's important, and I think that that's going to put all of these kids that stayed in an, like, I keep saying unprecedented, uh, unusual slash, you know, great setup situation for life. So, what a a lot of different of a tone than we were at six days ago. If you listen to the podcast of, of that Black Sunday, basically, we, we had, we were pretty upset, like everybody. So, anyway... Moving on to the basketball game, what was the difference for Arizona? I don't know. That I mean, game was wild. Well, it's, it's Arizona versus UCLA. I know, but it's like, going to be crazy. Arizona came out looking like crap. UCLA is hitting open shots, and usually I'll be like, oh, UCLA can't miss. They're doing stuff they don't normally do, but I didn't think the shots, like, they were all open, you know? And so it's like, I bet, like, these college players are are good, so they're gonna hit open threes for the most part. And um, they were hitting, and Arizona wasn't guarding, and they weren't running through screens, and their rotations were slow. And it's thirty two to thirteen, and I'm thinking these dudes are about to ruin this whole damn day. I was upset. Uh, I actually, think. Go ahead. I was gonna say actually, I got a confession to make, and I hope no one judges me for this. We got home from flag football, and I was so tired this morning I couldn't wake up. And it's like kind of unusual for me. So Aurora and Brielle were getting Aurora ready for her little winter formal. And I just kind of laid on the couch and closed my eyes. I took a very rare, unusual cat nap because their ASU was playing USC. And I was like, who cares? And the girls didn't wake me up. So when I woke up, Arizona was losing 30 to 13. I was like, what the hell is going on? It was like a backwards world for a second. And I had to kind of get oriented after that nap that I took. So... After that, I was invested. It's, it's 32 to 13, and, you know, it's it's not looking good. But then Arizona starts chipping away a little bit and somehow gets it to nine. And you're like, okay, Arizona's probably going to come back. And then UCLA comes up and starts the half with six straight points. And I think Arizona was 0 for 6 or maybe 0 for 7 to start the second half. It goes back up to 15. And you're like, yeah, Arizona just doesn't have it. By the way, I always keep an eye on the spread. During games, I actually don't I don't bet on it, but um, I always keep my eye during the spread because they have a good indicator. And Arizona was actually favored 
until that 15-point lead in the second half. Even when it was down 32-13, to 13, Arizona was the favorite. So Arizona's trying to come back, trying to come back, and then there were two plays that I thought changed the game where I thought to myself, okay, Arizona's winning. The Cronin technical. Oh, classic and Cronin. And Kenneth Duaba, whatever his name is, uh, Miss Dunk. The Miss Dunk is actually probably the most overlooked play. No one's really talking about it, but that changed the game. I mean, he misses that dunk and it leads to a three-point play by Caleb Love. That changes the whole game. But I just thought Arizona pressured the ball more. And I hate to say it, but it, it was effort. Like, a lot of it was just effort. For whatever reason, Arizona came out, like, lackadaisical. Super cash. And UCLA was playing much harder, and then something clicked, and all of a sudden Arizona's playing hard. And look, at the end of the day, like... Basketball is also a, a real simple game to figure out. If the ball goes in, you win. And if the ball doesn't go in, you lose. Right. And Arizona in the second half shot 48% and UCLA shot 34%. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's your game. Well, and they missed Arizona, four, four open threes the last two and, minutes. Right. And Arizona also went to the free throw line because according to Vic Cronin, we all gave in and like when I've never been to church, but you know, one of those church collection plates, mm-hmm. it was like that for the rest. We all just passed it around McHale and I can't you have been You've been to mass a few times with me. I can't stand Mick Cronin. I, I cannot. Let me, let me, let me go to the side here a little minute. I love it. Do it. Shout out to my guy Justin Spears. So Justin, Justin Spears, we email, love you. Email Nick Mick Cronin. Email he emailed. Interviewed Mick Cronin, and Mick Cronin has never met Spears in his life. And so after the game, and I was right there, Ben Bolch with the LA Times right there, whatever. And I actually tapped Brian, and we both sit up and looked. A fan went with his hand over. So if you know by the tunnel where the opposing team goes in, there's like a little rail. All the fan did, this kid did, was put his arm over the rail. To tape the UCLA players. Mm-hmm. Which is not illegal. Right. And it wasn't an inch away from anyone's face or anything like that. And Savino lost his shit because, and I saw him with his hand, he was making the motion like going over and just started like yelling at the cops like you're allowing him to go. And the kid wasn't doing anything. And that's why the cops weren't really doing anything either. They were looking at Savino like, what do you want us to do? Tase him? Like, I don't understand what he's doing right now. Like, he's just taping you. And then the cops told Savino to get to the back, and then Savino came out again, which isn't in that video, and started to go back. And then, a, I don't know, a direct, an ops guy came out. It was stupid. But Spears said, hey, what happened with your assistant or in the crowd? And Mick Cronin goes, nothing, nothing happened. I And I wouldn't expect anything less from you. It's like, what? Like, you haven't even met Spears. Like, he's such an... And then, of course, he blames the refs. And I've never seen a coach blame every single person except for himself. Your tech did not help. He put in a lineup in which Arizona came back in which he had a horrible a horrible lineup. I don't remember. I even turned to Brian and said, if Arizona can't come back now, it's over. And that's when they started to come back. Jan Vide came in the game and was awesome, right? He turns the ball over once or something like that. I don't remember if it was turnover. He didn't grab a rebound. He had six points in five minutes. He only played five minutes because he made one mistake and Mick pulled him. Yeah, it was weird. He was great in his five minutes. He was awesome. Like, it's it just, it, the guy is dreadful to play for. I don't understand how, like, everyone is to blame but him. It's just wild. He, he, I love that he literally lives a gaslight philosophy. Like, he immediately forgets what happened in the game he was just in, and he's able to try to, like, twist what happened, the truth and everything. It's crazy. 
And we did we did watch the re- we watched the end of the game. I like fast forwarded through it. I don't understand how he gets away without being literally thrown out of the game. Like, like I mean, he got a tech and then any he does. other coach that said yeah. like fuck you, you fucking mf'er. Like you can't. How did you? How does he do that? Throws ass out. Shout out to the ref though for walking away. Actually. I know. Um, but yeah, I, I just think the the pressure was was the difference. And then again, it's it's just you're making shots at the end of the day. It's yeah, sh- that's that's the game. Well, Mac was impressive, obviously. Yes, but you know I'm talking about Arizona, like Arizona started making shots, and if you make shots, you're you're gonna that's basketball. You can have the best defense in the world, you still got to score. Right. Okay. Um, who is your MVP? I'm going with a little different one. The easy answer is Pella. I was going to say, my Pella. My Pella needs a shout out. But I'm, I'm switching it up. Uh, I think KJ Lewis was the MVP. I would agree. I still would go with Pella, but I'll say KJ. Pella's fine. If you want to go with Pella, I'm going a little different. Uh, KJ had 13 points, made all his free throws. I thought he was the difference because of his energy. Yeah, he always comes uh, hard. He played 16 minutes in the in the second half. Okay, don't. Uh, played, I didn't mean it that way. He played 16 minutes in the second half, and his energy was contagious. Like when Arizona needed to play, he was there, and you know he sh- his shot. Tommy Lloyd has been confident that it's going to come around, and it's starting to come around. The form looks good, and he's a guy where you know Tommy's right. He brings it every game and there's going to be some games where maybe he doesn't play as much because the shot's on or whatever but when you're playing a ucla team that's physical whatever and you need to match that i mean kj and the biggest thing with kj is the moment's not too big like it's not easy for a freshman to come in there and play that style that ucla plays where they try to goat you into fouls and stuff like that and um kj did it like i i was very very impressed by kj lewis i thought that was the best game of his career so far okay um, what other players stood out to you, starting with Pella? Okay, okay, Shelby. God, you're big. Pella, I don't know the word. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, Pella is awesome, right? 22 points, 8 for 8 from the line, 4 assists, 1 turnover. When Pella, it, it, and look, it, it's something that we've said all season. When Pella is aggressive and looks more for a shot, he's awesome. It's the days where he's not looking for his shot. Right. Like, he's 2 for 7 from 3 today, right? I'd rather him be 2 for 7 from 3 than 0 for 1. Because the 0 for 1 means he's not looking for a shot. He took 12 shots today. That's a lot for Pella. That's the second most on the team behind Caleb Love. That's fine with me. Like, he should be looking to take 12 shots. He's that good. Uh-huh. Um, so when he plays aggressive like that, it is a very good thing. It's because he got that dog in him. Uh, oh, my gosh. The matchup <laughs> that I said intrigued me the most, the easy answer was Balo versus Adembona. That was the most fun matchup of the game by far. And Bala was absolutely fantastic. 17 points, 13 rebounds, but Shelby. My guy went 7 of 8 from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. And he has changed, and I don't know if it's going to look. I, I don't know. Who knows how long it lasts, but he changed his form. He said instead of making it two motions, they worked on him on making it one motion, and someone asked Tommy about him. He's like, I'm not telling you my secrets, basically. <laughs> um, but he was just more comfortable at the free throw line, and he was absolutely fantastic. And the biggest thing with him is that he was making layups. Right, like Arizona for the past couple of weeks has been one of the worst teams ever at making layups. It was 12 of 18 today, Shelby. There's your difference, man. Like, it's hard to make a layup. It's not as easy as people think. You're getting hit and all that. Um, but, I mean, that's that's just like, you got to make them, right? Um, and, and that's a huge part of basketball, making them through contact. And I thought Arizona did uh, a good job of that. Um, 
And then other, you know, they got little contributions. Crevis didn't play as much. He only played six minutes, but I think this was a rough game for him. I, you know, I like Crevis, but Crevis on Bona is not good for Arizona. It, it's just not. Jaden Bradley was okay. You know, Boswell was okay. Boswell didn't shoot great one for six, but that three he made was huge. Yeah, steal and then yeah. the three. So, you know, and he was able to, to get a couple of rebounds, get a couple of assists. And, you know, I it, it's UK Love is five of 16, but at the same time, it's the same thing that we've said all season where this team is just not going to win this game without Caleb Love. Like, it's just not, um, they're, uh, you know, there's just not, they need a guy to be able to score. Like, the three-point play was clearly big. He hit a big three or two. Like, they just need him. And he took some really awful shots. But at the same time, when you need him the most, he'll come up and, and get a bucket. And it's the full Caleb Love experience. And he got his... Uh... Put it on the poster, slam dunk at one point. That was cool. And when when Arizona was down that much, and I, when I was watching in the middle of like getting a kid ready for winter formal and all that, I kept going, please don't lose in front of the Pacers. Please don't lose in front of Ben Mather, and please don't lose in front of TJ McConnell. And so it was awesome for them to dig it out and really, you know, shift. The only thing that um, I'm a little anxious about, you know, as we get through the rest of the season, you start getting into – um, hopefully, obviously, postseason NCAA tournament is this like latent starting, you know, and it's one thing to kind of screw around in the first half, but it shouldn't really ever bleed into the second half. And, you know, like unprecedented being down by, you know, almost 30 points, 30 points, whatever. That's not usual. Usually when Arizona is within 10 to 12, you know, or less, at the, the half, they come back. I don't know what Tommy says at halftime. I always joke with Jason that he's threatening, you know, their families or, like, their firstborn child. Um, they come back, and, and they are, like, energetically a different team. And today was a little concerning, and I don't know if it was the moment. You're playing UCLA. I thought that the – Mikhail was rocking. Like, it wasn't a crowd thing. You can't blame the crowd. You literally – what more motivation do you need? Like, Arizona basketball needed to win this game – because it would have really been a downer after that big football announcement. It like, would have been a bad loss. It would have been a really like, bad it's not, loss. It's not even a downer. This would have been a bad loss. We talk about good losses and bad losses and how road wins are never as bad as fans make it out to be. Uh, home home losses are bad. There's just no way around it. This would have been a bad metric, seeding, all that type of loss. So it wound up being a, a, a very good win for Arizona. Yay. Um are you a believer in a win like this leading as momentum? I am because I th- usually I'm not. I'm kind of mixed on this, right? Like I, I give, you know, I, I'm kind of mixed sometimes. But the one thing that I liked is at the end of the game or towards when Arizona started to make that run, I think it was one of the first times where the team like really, really came together. Galvanized. Yeah, like it looked really genuine like, okay, we're in this together. And that's something that maybe we haven't seen as much as of late, we're going to know as soon as, I mean, the Oregon road trip is not easy. So we're going to find out very soon. But I, I do believe that a game like this has the ability to kind of make things click, wake guys up and say, look, like we, we can do, when we play hard, like we can come back from 19 points, but we shouldn't have to come back from down 19 points. Right. Well, I do think of the Michigan state game, you know, we've said this several times in the podcast, like Tom Izzo being really critical. Like we lost that game in the first half like we definitely should not have been playing from behind most of that game and then you know they did come back there at the end and then Arizona won um late but 
that's what makes me a little bit nervous. We'll find out uh, if that storyline continues or if they are galvanized as a team and they realize that, you know, they should be playing like that every time. So, yay. It was a great day. Fantastic. Great man. day to be a wild we'll see what, uh We'll see what tomorrow brings. Yeah, we'll see. Well, there's like a whole bunch of hashtags now that are getting kind of spawned from all of this fun drama. I think, you know, family stays, families stay. But I think I like the family, just family. No matter what the hashtag is, though, show, there's always one thing you got to do. No matter where you are. No matter what you do. No matter how much money Jedfish tries to give you. You always bear down, baby. They should literally have videos like of everyone coming back. Like tomorrow, it should be like the team cater or like the guy in the kitchen's like, I'm not leaving. Well, what about the sports information director? Just yeah. like, I will be running this press box. The, om- the omelet maker on Sunday mornings. Jed tried to hire me, but I'm not flipping to you, Dub. <laughs> <laughs>